Hello and welcome to Knack at Home. Uh, just a really, really quick, super quick intro for you guys. Today we are speaking to Dan Whitehouse, Birmingham-based folk musician, uh, who's in Japan at the moment, uh, stuck over there during lockdown. Um, so we're going to be chatting to him about his new album that he's got coming out and a few other little bits and bobs. But please do check out the extended audio version of this, either through Spotify or iTunes or on the New Hampton Art Centre website. So enjoy, guys. Have a good time. So, uh, Dan Whitehouse, you are joining us today from Japan. So firstly, what have you been up to in Japan? That's right, I'm out here in Yokohama. Um, I came out to visit my son on the 10th of January and then um, I had this weird accident with my ear where I couldn't, I wasn't fit to fly for a little while and then lockdown. And so my visa's been ex- extended now until October. Thankfully, my ear's all healed, but I'm just kind of sitting it out. You know, the tour's been cancelled in the UK anyway. Yeah. So there wasn't any real reason to rush back and I'd rather not. Um, the advice is to again, is against international travel really, unless it's absolutely necessary. So yeah, in in lockdown out here, it's been really interesting to see you know all the different how the weather takes hold in rather more dramatic fashion and the earthquakes, the tremors have been um, a little too regular for my liking. Oh wow, really? Does that happen quite regularly? Yeah, they think nothing of it. Um, (laughs) First time it happened, I sort of jumped out of bed screaming and get this alarm on your phone comes up. I don't know how they do it. Like even if your phone's on silent, this it really noisy sound comes on that I've never heard before. Yeah, and then and all the lights sort of and it's, even if your phone's locked or whatever, it, they somehow the government like overrides everything in it and tells you to you know take sh- shelter and whatever. Wow, that's incredible. It was, yeah. It's happened like five times now. <laughs> they really don't think. You can hear, the strange thing is the noise um, because the buildings are designed to, you know, take the movement and the shock. So you can sort of hear all the creaking of the walls and the floors and the glass and everything. It's incredible engineering. Oh, no, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> it feels a little bit like you're at sea. Yeah. So as a, as a musician and a songwriter, how has lockdown affected you? I mean, uh, I know things have probably changed because you've been in Japan, but have you had any time to do any writing while you've been over there? I've had a lot more time than normal, and difference being that it's been totally solitary. I've done a lot of remote writing and remote recording. Yeah, It's been nice that creatively it's opened up new ways of working. I mean, I've done remote recording for years, but just never as much as this and such frequency in such a short period of time. I've developed a good bond with a multi-instrumentalist called Gustav in Copenhagen. Some of our tracks we've already released, a song called Tomorrow, and I made a video for that of the sunrise from the balcony here. We were, that's, that was uh, the highlight of the day for a while when it was like peak lockdown. Yeah, sunrise. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the most interesting thing you could see out the window, you know. <laughs> It's allowed me a lot more sleep, which has been amazing. I don't think I've slept this much since I was like a kid. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> um, I've spent so much of my adult life sort of touring and doing gigs, you know, like late nights and lots of driving. Yeah. That's been really welcome. I feel a lot healthier in myself. And it's really luxury for a musician to get to choose what you eat as well, rather than <laughs> having to choose from the service stations so your uh, so your new mini album entitled dreamland was out on the 3rd of july which was yesterday it was recorded with your band at silk mill studios uh, so what made you go for a lot li- for a for a live album instead of a multi-track uh well we did release um a, a double multi-track album as you call it on on the 1st of may it's called dreamland tomorrow and it's 22 tracks to promote the album the label booked the band and i into silk mill studios to record some videos that was the idea yeah 
which we did. And then we just had a really good experience. We had a good session at the studio. And um, Reveal Records suggested that we could release the audio just as a disc on its own. And um, that's what's happened. Oh, on nice. The 3rd of July, as you said. So you kind of went in just to do the videos, really. And then, went, oh, actually, this, this is uh, this is working out quite well. There's a lot of stuff gelling. And then just went for it. That's great. One of those um, happy accidents or sort of byproducts you know that you don't expect great i'd re- recommend the place to any musician it's in the midlands it's in stoke yeah studio and I'd, I'd recommend it they're really well set up for recording live bands like i was able to have my amps you know separate so i could play guitar and sing at the same time and we could get a clean vocal take things like that oh nice they just have different bands coming in it day in day out the engineers they're excellent we're going to play a track off dreamland we're going to play dreamland Dance. 
So, um, Folk at Knack had the pleasure of hosting yourself and Boo Huberdine, which I believe you've done a few times at the Knack before. Uh, Boo is also as co-producer on the new record. How are you and Boo finding working together during lockdown? Have you done Have you done a lot of um, remote writing with him? I haven't done any with him um, since in the last you know since lockdown, but I've done a lot with his son Ben. Oh, really? Yeah. Often the three of us write together, or I mean, different configurations but um i did write boo produced the record as you rightly said and lots uh three or four of the songs are co-writes and i covered boo's song the birds are leaving on the record as well but in during lockdown time um i've mainly been in touch with ben and um we've written four or five songs together uh one about dreaming called lucid because we were talking about like i was saying earlier about the extra sleep you get and the sort of strange dreams you have during lockdown yeah it's I've noticed a few people on social media getting quite nostalgic, for example. It's sort of, you know, when you're stuck indoors as well, and maybe leafing through old photographs or diaries or whatever, it can be um, an interesting time. It feels a little bit like those, you know, the two days or three days in between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, yeah. Lockdown's like an extended version of that, isn't it? Obviously without the huge meals and visiting relatives. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. a never-ending yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, never-ending Sunday, yeah. Good for writers. But I, I love writing with Boo. Boo's got like a almost photographic memory. We've been writing together since 2015. I was a fan of his work before I got the opportunity to write with him, so it always feels like a real treat to have you know, time with him and share thoughts and stuff. So uh, Dreamland has an interesting list of collaborators. Uh, could you talk us through some of those and maybe some of your favourites? Or maybe not favourites, that's like picking a favourite child, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Well, it's uh, two discs, Dreamland and uh, Tomorrow. They're recorded separately at different times, different places. So Dreamland, disc one, is produced by Tom Rose, who's the owner of the independent record label that's released the album Reveal Records. He is like my first editor and mentored me through the writing process, encouraging me to step out of my comfort zone. And he set up some of the collaborations with some of the other artists that are on his label and introduced me. You know, it started off by a couple of long playlists that he made me on Spotify. And he sent me the task of, he said, try and write an instrumental album. Oh, wow. Previous to this record, I was, I was very much focused on lyrics. I mean, I still am a lot, but it was kind of, it was getting to the point where, I would, where perhaps the music would suffer or I wouldn't really even consider the music that much. And he was like, as a test, why don't you just write an instrumental album? You know, let's let's really turn the focus onto the music, which I thought he was mad when he first said it, but um, it worked out really well. I actually sampled some bird song, got some field recordings of birds from Staffordshire and um, worked out what the birds were singing on, how to play it on the guitar. Oh, like, wow. picked out certain phrases. <laughs> and I recorded that and I, I used those as like starting points for long improvised jam sessions with my band yeah and that's how we used um because I wanted to kind of I've been playing guitar for a long time but I was sick of like playing the same stuff and going back to the same shapes and the fretboard all the time I wanted to kind of break out of that cycle and try and get some different inspiration another big collaborator on that record is a man called John Elliott, who's got a band called The Little Unsaid, yeah. who have played with us at NA, NAC as well. He co-wrote several of the songs with me and um, played piano and synth and sang, and he played he plays drums on the live album. He's a 
massive talent and he mixed the record too uh, i think you can definitely hear john's influence and it was really good working with him you know he's a real performance man like for example when you're recording vocals he doesn't want to use auto-tune or over edit the take too much yeah it's about sort of capturing it a vibe or an atmosphere that was good nice uh Naka also had the pr- pleasure last year of hosting a special songwriters workshop hosted by yourself and boo uh, are there any aspiring musicians that you spot at these at these uh, workshops and like, oh, uh, keep an eye on that guy or that or that lady or maybe try and hit them up for a collaboration later on, maybe? Yeah, there's loads. That happens a lot. Um, the one you're talking about, it was Abigail Stanton. Oh, really? She's only in her teens, but she lives in Wolverhampton and um, she's performing regularly and she's since been visited my studio in Dudley and she's uh, got a fantastic voice and some really promising songs yeah there's a lot I know that Boo has been writing with people during lockdown people that he's met through the workshops I think with songwriting I you know I believe that everybody has great ideas for a masterpiece you know whether that's with a song or a painting or a film you know these ideas are out there like magic floating around in the ether yeah. and they do the, the ideas can, can flutter into anybody's mind. It's just about whether you've got the right combination of ego and skill to actually stop what you're doing and write it down. Does that make any sense? So, yeah, it totally does. Yeah, people say that everyone has at least one good book in them or, or one good album or song or something, yeah. I really believe in that stuff. It's not rocket science. With writing songs, it's such an emotional thing, isn't it? Yeah. I've heard lots of fantastic songs or snippets of songs, should we say. I think a lot of the time when people are coming to my workshops or coming to me for mentoring online, they're looking for the skills to develop the idea. They don't need any help to get the idea. And that's where I see my role, is like showing them, okay, you've got this one section. Let's write a section that's, you know, tied to that, but contrasts it. That's how you keep the interest by shifting gears in a song between different sections. Yeah, so you're not you're not teaching people how to write music. You're you're an instigator to help people realise their own songs. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I want to yeah. play uh, "Glass" um, from from Dreamland. Cool. If that's okay. Uh, Memory 
so Dan, uh, I understand that there's an interesting story behind the song Glass that we've just listened to. Yeah, so Glass is co-written with John Elliott, who I mentioned from The Little and Said. Yeah. Um, John wrote the majority of the words to that. I more or less just tweaked it, and but I wrote the the music, the riff and stuff. So the song Glass, it, I was reading an article about the Glass Delusion, which is this psychiatric disorder that was recorded in Europe in the Middle Ages. One famous early sufferer was King Charles VI of France, who refused to allow people to touch him and wore reinforced clothing to protect himself from accidental shattering. People thought that their buttocks were made of glass, and if they sat down, they would shatter. No oh, wow. So it's a sort of, it fascinated me how this kind of idea of anxiety it's not a new phenomenon or you know people talk about it, things like social media enhancing it um, which i'm sure it is a factor but it's also just part of the human condition yeah for us to suffer these things and for the mind to play tricks on you and to run away with it so we want it i was speaking with john about this and it just dawned me this would be a great topic for a song to talk about how fragile and brittle we are the song talks about people suffering with drug addiction um <laughs> You know, when you look at people, in the most vulnerable people in society, those that are addicted to drugs or homeless or people that are sick, people that are vulnerable for whatever reason, like, you know, none, none of us are ever very far away from that. Um, the song doesn't, I'm not saying, suggesting that people should dwell on that insecurity. It's just... Um, to be aware of. yeah definitely so i think a lot of people can can look down their noses at people that are, that are homeless or or drug addicts or anything like that but it's it's incredibly easy to find yourself in that situation after only some very small uh Sorry. like life events yeah absolutely you mentioned earlier about enjoying not having to be on tour and being able to choose what you eat and not having to eat at uh, at, uh, 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 service stations and and sleeping a a lot more but have you missed doing live shows as well i have yeah and i'm looking forward to the rescheduled dates in december and i hope they go ahead yeah seems like a lot of hurdles to cross before that's possible but you know in the fullness of time and all that um I can't imagine that the desire for live music is going to be too strong for live music to be dead. I'm not a doomslayer about it. I think it will resurface. Oh, it will, yeah. I hope that the government can... I hope we don't lose too many theatres and art centres in in the meantime. I hope they can be supported. Um, But, no, I've I've missed... Performing, yeah. I have, so I guess I haven't missed the travelling, but I've missed the performing. Yeah. All the stuff around it is a bit of a pain, isn't it, really? <laughs> but the actual shows themselves are always quite fun. Yeah, my, I toured a lot with Eddie Reader, and she puts it well. She was like, we play for free, we get paid to travel. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the actual performance is the fun part and the easy part. Yeah. You know, it's all the um, lugging the equipment around and late nights and all all that kind of stuff that's, uh, that takes its toll. So you've been uh, quite active in the Black Lives Matter movement, one of the largest civil rights movements in history, uh, across all of your social media pages. How do you think the music industry needs to respond to this? It's been really good for education, particularly as a white male. I want to keep my mouth shut and listen 
and educate myself and consider the plight of these of this large group of people that it's easy to think that uh, we've come so far and you know there's been movements in the past but clearly it's not far enough and there's so much more work to do i think that the music industry and all industries should respond with i think it's called positive discrimination where there should be more of an equal representative on the board of these companies and things like that you understand i think that'd be good that's one positive thing and across the board with all the arts funding things as well same in with, with football and stuff like where we need to see more black managers. There needs to be more black people in positions of authority within the music industry and entertainment industry. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. It's about, it's about leaving those doors open and making sure that these uh, these opportunities are accessible to everyone and not just yeah not just shut down for 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 this reason or that reason for or for no reason. You know what I mean? As it seems to be sometimes. Mm. I have to say that. that what you know some of the stuff i've seen on twitter's just been horrific uh, i'm talking about police brutality in, yeah in america but in here i've seen some from uk as well it's clearly you know there needs to be wholesale um reform and uh it's long overdue uh, so, so you mentioned earlier about you've got some uh, some gigs coming up in December. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Have you got any uh, specific dates? Yeah, so two gigs, one in Birmingham, one in London. In Birmingham, we're playing at the Kitchen Garden Cafe on Tuesday the 8th of December. And the next day, Wednesday the 9th, we're playing at the Green Note Cafe in Camden in London. Um, the tickets are on sale now on their respective websites or on my, you can get a link from my website, which is Dan com. That's absolutely brilliant, Dan. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you, you know, giving, having me on. Hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Oh, it's going to be great, and hope you do too. And uh, I hope your uh, your journey home, whenever that may happen, is is, is uneventful. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. So that is all the time we have this week, guys. Please do visit newhamptonarts.co.uk to listen to the extended audio version of this or on Spotify or iTunes. And please do, if you can, take the time to fill out a survey that is pinned to the top of all of our social media pages. Just search for Knack at Home or Knack Newhampton Arts Centre. Catch us next week on 101.8 WCRFM. Stay safe and stay well.